Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning. 633. That's the encouragement that I'm bringing to you this week. 633. Yesterday I shared with you that God has used the numbers 633, not to be confused with 666. God has used the numbers 633, 633 to help mold and shape my life as a follower of Jesus for probably 35, maybe 40, at least 40 years now. Um, I shared yesterday that multiple times I will see the number 633 during a week. And I discovered that Matthew 633 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, referring to the necessities of life, shall be added unto you. Uh, that began to change my life, and uh, I actually began to strengthen my faith. When I realized if my focus will be seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then God will see to it that everything I need will be provided to me by him. Uh, that's calls for you to shout right now, whether you're driving to drop the kids off to school or you're headed to work or maybe you're on the road uh, to Atlanta or coming back or something, to know that as followers of Jesus, if our priority is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God's got us covered. That makes me want to say, yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. So um, 633 reminds me to keep Jesus first. Well, actually, that verse in 633 says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we'll get into this a little bit more later on in the week, but there are at least four basic elements of every kingdom. Um, every kingdom has a king or a supreme ruler. Uh, every kingdom has a territory marked out with specific boundaries. Every kingdom has subjects or citizens. And number four, every kingdom has laws in a form of government through which the will of the ruler is executed. So if you take us, followers of Jesus, um, in the kingdom of God, Jesus is the king of the kingdom. Uh, his kingdom has territory with specific boundaries. We'll get into that later. We, the followers of Jesus, are his subjects or his citizens. And he has definitely laid down laws and a form of government through which the will of the ruler, who is Jesus, is executed. Now, I'm not talking about legalism, but Jesus has laid out um, laws concerning his kingdom. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 is actually... Kingdom Principles, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, teaches that uh, from that day, Jesus began to teach the gospel of the kingdom. It's interesting, the next recorded message that he preached or sermon that he taught, principles that he taught were about the kingdom, his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, Jesus is he's, he's talking about life in the kingdom, and he says, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or 
Either he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, do not worry for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or, <coughs> excuse me, what you shall put on your body. Isn't your life more than food and your body more than clothing? Behold, the birds of the air, they sow not, neither do they gather barns into the barns, yet your Father in heaven feeds them. Are you not much better than they? That's an interesting thought or question. Aren't, you much, aren't we much better than the birds of the air in the eyes of God? Yes, we are. Which of you, by worry, can add 18 inches to your height? And why do you worry about what you're going to wear? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work for it, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall not he much more clothe you? Oh, you have little faith. Don't worry then, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or how are we going to find our clothes? For all these things do the Gentiles or the unbelievers seek. So he's saying what we have a tendency to worry about and to seek what we eat, what we drink, what we, how we clothe ourselves, what we would call the basic necessities of life, all those things the unbelievers are seeking after. That's what they're seeking. That's their priority. The priority is to find food, excuse me, food, drink, clothing, and obviously shelter also. So he says, for all these, after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. And here's that verse. But you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So um, my encouragement in this 633, he goes all the way back to 624. And I um, only have a couple minutes here, and so I want to leave you with a thought in this passage that... Jesus brings a plain word in verse 24. No man can serve two masters. It's just a plain word. Sometimes Jesus spoke in parables and people would come and ask him like, what's up with that? What, what does that mean? How are we going to understand that? And Jesus teaches a lot of par parables about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Sometimes Jesus talked in what, what seemed like riddles. He would say something and it would seem like a riddle. And so as Jesus was going about for three and a half years, <laughs> his public teaching ministry, he seemed to be speaking in riddles often, and we do know that often he spoke in parables, but sometimes he spoke plain, plain, P-L-A-I-N, plainly, very plainly, very plainly. Like in, in John three sixteen, we we know what that says, truly, truly, I say to you, um, or John three sixteen. I'm sorry, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's pretty plain. That's pretty plain. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus is reprimanding a group of people, and he said, you are from your father, the devil. That's, that's pretty plain. No room for ambiguity about what he meant. John 14, 6, when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. That was very plain. Jesus said, if anybody's going to come to the Father, it's going to be by me or through me. It's very plain. So in Matthew 6, 24, Jesus is very plain. No man can serve. No man can be a slave to. No man can be a bondman. No man can submit to. No man can obey. Listen, no man can yield to two masters. If the two masters vying for mastership in your life, no one can serve both of them. Either you'll hate the one, love the other, cling to the one, despise the other. You cannot serve God. And mammon, mammon is the um, wealth of the world and 
He just previously said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt and thieves cannot break in and steal. Then he comes back with that plain word. Uh, when, he, when he plainly tells him, don't live your life laying up treasures on earth, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Then he says, no man can serve two masters. Uh, and then he moves into worrying and all that and ends in Matthew 6, 33, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So my encouragement today is listen to the plain word of Jesus. And if you struggle, if you struggle between two masters, confess it to him and just say, Jesus, help me. Help me serve the one and true, the one true master, you, Lord Jesus. Hope you have a great day. Be blessed in the Lord.